Thanks for downloading this podcast from the Magpie Anthology. I'm Tom Stroud, and today we're talking money once again with Rouse Limited, and we're joined by Ben Rouse from Rouse Limited and Louise Hunt from Rouse Limited. Louise is a supervising power planner and is new to these podcasts, so we welcome her. Thanks for joining us, Louise. Thank you very much for having me. And good to see you again, Ben. Ben, where do we start today? Well, I thought it might be useful to talk a bit about where people traditionally get financial advice. And um, obviously, bar the chap standing in the corner at the pub, which you should probably avoid, although um, it's always worth to get a second input, there are various different places you can go to get financial advice. And there are also a, a number of different names for people that give financial advice. Some of them are actually repeatable. Um, f- financial planner is, is one that you hear quite a lot, financial advisor. And then you hear things like independent and tied agents and self-investment platforms. These are all things which just add to the noise about where to go. So I just thought I'd like to put a bit of clarity on, on what those different job roles are. So a financial advisor, from what it means from our perspective, would be where you would go for normally some transactional business. So you've been told you need to go and sort a pension out. Um, you want to go along and get some advice on it and you know they give you a range of options to pick from in that in that particular area the difference between that and a financial planner is a financial planner will want to know a bit more about you and they like to take what we say as a holistic approach so it's a you know a, a, a total overview because quite often someone will come in with a specific piece of advice that they think they need and in fact when we start talking and probing and working out what it is they actually want all sorts of different other areas open up and that's where we really do add the value so the financial planner has a much wider remit once they've done the sort of full um, investigation as to what it is you know we think you've got in place and what you need we can then step into the financial advisor role and provide suitable products to fulfill those needs the other thing is you know whether you're seeing an independent or a tied agent So an independent has to look across the whole market. They're effectively acting on your behalf to go out into the marketplace and find um, the best solution for you. A tied agent still gives you the financial advice, but they are tied to a number of products. So they can only really recommend something from that particular stable of, of, of financial products. So Louise, why should I go and see a financial planner? Can I do this myself? Should I do it myself? The answer is yes, you can do it yourself if you are confident in doing that and you are comfortable with with taking those decisions on your own shoulders. So the difference is when you see a a financial planner, you're passing that responsibility over to that planner to make those decisions for you, albeit with you involved in the process and understanding what's going on. But really, they're taking responsibility for the, the recommendations that they make. So for a lot of people who don't have the understanding or want to understand really, um, really how financial planning works or different products works or how investments work and how complex they are, you're passing that off your shoulders onto somebody else. But there are self-investment platforms available and a lot of those are online. You can go and have a look through lots and lots of different search engines and, and things like that and look at different recommended platforms. But when you're doing that, you are responsible for the choices that you make. So if you haven't got the expertise or if that worries you, if that's something that's going to keep you awake at night, then it certainly would be the right thing to also go and see a financial planner or advisor to understand actually what how they can help you and how that can fit into your overall plan. The other really important thing about using a financial planning uh, firm like ourselves is that you 
are covered, fully protected by the uh, Financial Conduct Authority. Obviously, if you go and do these things yourself, you have no comeback to anybody. And also, in a lot of the self-investment platforms, although they may provide an administration service and a, a conduit for you to buy funds and investments, they'll take no responsibility whatsoever as to whether you're in the right sort of investment for you. That is a fundamental difference in what you're actually paying for with the responsibility side. So where do we start? Is the financial planner the start of the journey or are there other places you can go for advice first? And should you go there first before you go and see a financial planner? Uh, It's really up to you. There are other places. The government have a lot of places that you can go. So there's the money advice service. There's also the pension wise service if you're coming up to retirement. And those are free services to access online or face to face, um, sometimes through the Citizens Advice Bureau as well. So you could start there. You could ask your friends and family how they work on their finances. Is there someone that they would recommend? Um, If you've got an accountant, could they then recommend someone to help you as well? Do they think that actually you're the situation is complex and you should should get advice so there are other places to start but it can be quite daunting um just going to see a financial advisor so have a little look around see see what you're comfortable with first do people by and large know what they want when they come to you and once you've spoken to them do they still want the same thing yeah it's a good point there tom i think the reality is that most people think they know what they want um but then once we start asking questions simple ones like why do you want that Um, all of a sudden different reasons come out and and different solutions come out as well Um, so uh, it's it's not unusual for us to start off on one course and end up on a completely different one the point of coming to see somebody else is they are objective to your emotional feelings about things so um, you want someone to be technical and understand complex uh, investments or uh, situations but you also want someone who's going to say to you actually how do you feel about that what if you compromised on this what if this situation were to arise and it can be bring things to the table that you haven't thought of and that's where the advisor can add value to you by being objective going back to po- people coming to us with an idea of what they want actually sometimes it's our job to point out that maybe those ideas aren't realistic maybe it's a bit too far beyond we can help them get to a certain stage but we have to sort of say maybe that's not something you can achieve but this is what you can do have you thought about this could this work in a different way so what should people bring into the room either philosophically or when it comes to bits of paper or bits of information how do we prepare for a meeting with you really we would just ask you to come with an open mind it's um, it's also useful to come with the uh, plastic bag that's been shoved down the back of the sofa with all your um, important documents in it as well that's that kind of gives us the hard facts what we call the hard facts and our, our meetings are always split between what we call hard and soft facts so the hard facts is all the boring stuff you know what's your date of birth yeah, you know, how many children have you got? And then the soft fact would be, do you like those children? Um, you know, uh, or anything else like that. You know, so so you know, why have you got this? Are you enjoying your work? You know, all those kinds of things. So so the soft facts are, are what really enables us to make sure that your plan is is fully tailored. So the more open you can be about those types of things, the better the advice that uh, a financial planner can give you. Because you're going to have a conversation about money, but you're also going to have a conversation about you as a person and what you want, and that's in many ways a very different sort of conversation isn't it absolutely so you've got to be prepared to be open and honest about things because the financial planner really needs to understand your situation um so we need to know your feelings about things how strong your feelings are about certain areas and really honestly your your situation because if you do have an issue or something that needs solving we really need to understand what that is first before we can put the appropriate plan in place Is this the kind of conversation that works better on a one-to-one basis? 
Uh, no, not at all. So you don't have to come on your own. If we are seeing uh, someone who's married, we like to see husband and wife or your partner or whoever it is that you share your life with. It's a really good idea to bring them because your financial plan is, is really holistic for your whole whole life. And your money is so integral to you achieving and being happy that it encompasses both of you. So it's always good to bring a partner or a husband or wife if you don't have that then you can always bring somebody else someone that you trust a friend someone you've known a long time to come along and just listen because there's lots and lots that happens in that conversation we might mention lots of things or there might be some information for you to think about so it's always good to have a second pair of ears there to listen and obviously you can bring a notepad write your own notes but yeah definitely something that could be done with other people that you you want involved in that conversation yeah i, I just echo what lewis said there i mean some sometimes uh, you know having done this for many many years we work very hard with a client and think we've got it sort of sorted and then they have this sort of mysterious person in the background that they go and run everything by um, it would be an awful lot simpler for both the client and us if they were sat in the room at the time so that we could deal with any questions or queries raised by that person. Otherwise, you just end up with a client that becomes very confused because, uh, you know, they come away and then someone helpfully says, well, did you ask him that? No, I didn't ask him that. <laughs> so, and so, you know, they come back and ask us and then we say, well, go and tell your friend that you need to ask him this, you know, so it, it all becomes a bit schoolyardy. So as Lou says, you know, she's absolutely bang on, you know, if, if there's somebody that you trust that you will talk to about this, just bring them with you. So Louise, where do you come in? You're a power planner. Yes, so a power planner is something that most people have never heard of and we often get called power planners, which is fantastic, (laughs) but not a type of power ranger. Um, So we, (laughs) our job is to support the financial planners. So we are very much the person behind the scenes that does a lot of research and helps the financial planner formulate their recommendations and helps to provide the suitability report and the information that the client needs to the paperwork that they get to go and read through after the recommendations have been made. So it may be that when you come to a meeting that actually you also meet a power planner as well. And our job there is to sit and listen and to understand the situation and to be potentially a technical support as well for the planner if they have any questions as we go through. So so it may be that you never meet the power planner, it may be that they're actually quite involved in the situation. Okay, so if you do want to find out more, where can you go? Well, one of the sort of better search engine services, uh, which is an independent one, is one called unbiased.co.uk. And if you look in there, you can find mortgage advisors, independent financial advisors, and I think they do solicitors as well. But um, it, that, that's quite a good initial search. You do a sort of postcode search and it'll bring up people in your area. Okay, in our next podcast, we're talking five things everyone can do to manage their money. And we'll be back with Louise and Ben from Rouse Limited in our next MagPod from the Magpie Anthology soon.